this one was a lot of fun. It was a hot night, but nothing a little cold beer couldn't fix. And we had a great time just kind of sharing stories and getting into it. It is just an old-fashioned random show, and uh, those are always a good time. Hopefully you guys enjoy. If uh, I could take a minute and get everybody to just take a second, share this podcast with some friends. You know, we're trying to build it. And uh, just like with the tree business, the best way to uh, get started is word of mouth. So if you could tell your friends, that'd be awesome. Those five-star reviews really help on different platforms for the podcast to be found when they're getting five-star reviews and people are writing positive reviews. It helps with their algorithm. I don't really understand how it works, but supposedly that helps get the word out and it helps get the podcast seen by more people. So if you got a minute to go on to iTunes and uh, just write a little five-star review, we'll read it and uh, it'll, it'll be doing the show a favor. So that'd be much appreciated. And like always, we love your input. So send us an email at treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, without further ado, we're going to take care of some business and then get right to it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. With the summer's first heat wave in full effect, the temperature was rising at the Tree Thinking Studio, and the crew was ready to go. Because we don't let the heat stop us from getting our job done, especially when our job is drinking beer and talking trees. This week on the Tree Thinking Podcast, we kick back and share some stories about sending tops, get into the gear talk, things heat up when Jake the Rake goes straight at D-Rake, we are a little steady and a little smooth, and eventually we find our groove on high temps, cold beer, and stories from the field. It is hot. We're ready to go. Get in some stories from the field. We're going to talk to Jake the Rake and uh, just chop it up a little bit. Uh, but before that, my name's Andrew. I'm Jamie. Becca. And Corey. I, I look forward to this. It'll be fun to uh, to hear from our buddy Jake after after that message that we got last time used it as the intro. Man, that was too funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a legend. Oh yeah, man! Changing the raking game. <laughs> All right. Well, while we uh, while we wait to hear from Nate, does anybody have any any stories they want to tell? Becca, you sound like you had one. Oh yeah. Um. So last night I was just sitting at home after work, and I was looking at some uh, videos on Instagram of some pretty cool arborists doing some tree work, you know, and um, <clears throat> I noticed. Uh, one of them, they, like, sent a, a big, like, a huge log, like, maybe 20 feet, like, just chonked out this, like, they were doing a removal, and 
rigging it out, negative rigging. And I just saw like the swiftness from like when they went to make their back cut, you know, when the logs kind of like teetering a little bit and then you, you harness the saw, the chainsaw, and mm-hmm. then you push it over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just noticed how seamless it was. And I realized <laughs> that it's because they're like the chainsaw is a right-handed instrument. And um, I'm like, man, why can't I make it look that slick? And it's because I have my care tool on my left side on my saddle. Uh, I'm a left-handed person. So I just like automatically put it there. And I'm thinking about it now. Like I have to take the saw, move it across my body, across my ropes to start it, do the work, hit the chain brake, move it back across my body and my ropes, and then put it back in the saddle, which is it's fucking stupid. Why <laughs> am I doing that? <laughs> um, and I just I just had this revelation. And it's it's wild to me that I can just like watch. Th- I'm like nobody told me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you're practicing with it, if that's what you know, it, I mean, you'll get good and you know seamless with it too eventually i think that's true it does make sense that it's it's a right-handed tool and maybe the right hand is a little slicker but yeah but i could see i mean i could see it going either way i, I just johnny brought up last our last episode um i think he said lawrence schultz sent out a challenge for arborists to switch everything on their harness to the other side yeah just to try it out, you know, because we always we're using all these muscles for one side of the body and just to try it out. And I thought about doing it, but that that's kind of that kind makes of a lot of sense ergonomically. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I've been considering just moving my care tool to the right side of my saddle and to see if it's a little bit smoother because, you know, in those moments, like right before some when you have like just a little bit of hinge on something and you're like, OK, <laughs> time to like put the stuff away and be really safe and then like push it over or try yeah. to crack it off you know it's just i have this like this journey to make across everything and like through you know uh, and yeah i love the feeling of rigging out a top and you hit that chain break and get your saw racked as it's going over oh you're ready yeah. you know yeah. yeah it's the best and then, <laughs> and then you get your hands on the the, the yep. spar yeah. to help like rock yourself brace the sway yeah, yeah. yeah. what well, i it's such a timing thing of like finish the back cut, pull it on, hook it on, put the hands on, and then I'll put my elbows kind of into my gut if it's a big top because then you're you're really braced. You're like locked in there where it can shake you pretty good and you're not going anywhere if you mm-hmm. kind of keep those elbows in. But yeah. oh, <laughs> there, yeah. There's never an instance where I'm like over on my left side using the saw. You know, I yeah. always like will move it to the right of my rope. Yeah. Well, and so yeah. it doesn't I'd make any sense that it's on try the it out. side. I just yeah. I can't believe I went so long <laughs> <laughs> without being like, well, like I said, this I th- is stupid. I think it would work either way. You know, you can make it work just fine. But yeah, try it out. Yeah. Yeah, just get I another carrot tool. You just have one carrot <laughs> tool. <Yeah>. Just, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> just do do like half the removal on one side and then half the removal on the other. There we go. Oh, oh, or better yet, two chainsaws. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Equal weight distribution. <laughs> Double one hand yeah, in like the side. <laughs> <laughs> Is this safe, OSHA? Yeah. <laughs> Am I safe now? Yeah. No. I've so I've got the uh, on my right side. I have uh, the hook. Uh, just the, you know, the the one that's just made for a saw. There's no gate on it. There's right? no gate on it, yep. So you can just hook oh. it. And then the other side, I have uh, two gates over there 
you know, or two one the rock exotica ones with the gate. Mm-hmm. So it really it wouldn't be too hard to just switch over. You know, I just use one of those gate ones. I just have to move my gear to the other side. Yeah. But do you have like the DMM one? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't remember, remember what it's called, but it's red and it looks shiny the and vault? nice. The vault? Yes, yeah. I think that's what it is. The vault is DMMs and then Rocket Exoticas is the transporter. I think yep. I've got that sounds right. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it no, looked good right. at the time. <laughs> yeah. The transporters are nice because they're a lot bigger than the the vaults i feel like they've got a bit a wider opening for them yeah see i like the hook because it's smaller yeah mm-hmm. you know and because those big ones with the gates it seems like they're all in a thick tree they're just always grabbing stuff and that drives me can crazy. be the case yeah, yeah. the caratool was like a gift and i'm like oh this is great and then like you know the plastic always breaks off of those in like two days what are you talking yeah. about caratools last forever shh <laughs> I keep buying them. I, I don't know. They're like nine but, bucks. But the plas- <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the price is right, and they yeah. they serve the purpose and everything. But um, and it also took me forever to figure out that you can like put them in the webbing in your saddle. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like at first, I was just like hanging it off the side, like it was like. A <laughs> man, I gotta look at your saddle. Oh, man. Over. I, know. I, I gotta go things, over some things. <laughs> things keep happening, where I'm like. Nobody told me. <laughs> we'll get you soon. Like you guys are you just tie, like, man, you tie why into so the bridge? What? <laughs> yeah. We're over here like, look how Becca's got that set up. <laughs> I'm like, this is how you do it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just keep going like yeah, that. Like, like, she'll figure it out in like three months, five months, a year, whatever. And then we can laugh at her. Oh, man. Well, you but know what? That- whatever. That's also a cool thing about all this gear is all of our harnesses are different. We all like dial it into like what we like, you know, like I probably couldn't just throw Corey's setup on and be comfortable, you know? (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Mine is a very uncomfortable setup. Mostly because I have my entire climb bag on my saddle. Well, you're, (laughs) you're like a super DIY guy, which I admire. Like you really dial in your kit to like what you like. You made yourself a, a kilt to like I, protect I, the. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's explain what it is again. It's it's just a, a piece of like fake leather that wraps around my legs and stops the saw from snagging. Because I carry mine on the side, I don't carry it dangling down like yeah. how saws are supposed to be carried. I carry it from the, the side the handle. Yeah. yeah, the wrap handle. Yeah, I've got an extra carabiner on there, and so it's always sitting ah. uh, flat on my saddle. So it always with saw pants, they're always like raking up against the back and like snagging fabric and i got tired of it so i made myself kilt nice so instead of just safety kilt instead of just (laughs) clipping your saw the way most people do and hanging it there you decide you get a pleather kilt (laughs) well yes (laughs) nice a saw saw hung the traditional way where it's you know the bar is facing down toward your ankles yeah like that's where you'll see your your saw pants getting kind of ripped up from Uh, you know yeah. yeah Corey is so DIY. He made a a um, uh, knee ascender out of a dog leash once. <laughs> I still have it. I'm Sweet. sure it still functions. It's, it, uh, it's like bungee cords and dog leash and duct tape. And I'm like, mm, actual ascender that it has it. It's based around an actual piece of climbing equipment. Yeah. So, so, like, so, I the, got, so the I bought core. one piece of actual stuff. And so I so just you, you it. yeah. Then you just kind of oh no because I was in the market for like a decent knee ascender for the longest time. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, someone get me a dog leash because i really liked using yours really yeah i did i think you're the only one because <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking dog leash i mean but it works like i was like oh yeah. it's really like you know eating up this rope on the ascent this is great cool Good something fit. something to it yeah well if you ever want it 
Woof. It's all yours. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it that much. Oh, man. No, it was great. Have you DIY'd something better? Uh, no, not yet. I'm just going to buy an actual Nia <laughs> 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 Sender. I want to make one. I So I love the notch jet step, but the strap is like garbage. Know, it's yeah, it's garbage. It's the biggest downfall, you know, but the, the sender itself I love, but everyone complains about the strap and there's a reason, you know, it's kind of hard to tighten and stuff, but it finally That's gave true. out on me. Oh, and when a strap breaks on your foot ascender while you're ascending <laughs> is a shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it just cruise up. Oh, this is great. This is a beautiful tree. Oh my God. <laughs> what happened? Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I kind of want to turn it into a knee ascender. Yeah. I've had the idea. I haven't, you know. I, sh- I should show you the one I um, haven't executed it. I should show you the one I made for the the city setup. It's not ideal, but it's it's pretty slick. I, I spliced it, spliced it. You uh-huh. spliced it up. I spliced it up. Nice. <laughs> made myself a little uh, knee ascender, foot ascender. Kind out of, of the jet thing. step? Not out of the jet oh, step. Okay. It, it, I just used a, a like a hoss uh, ascender. Yeah. And I just clipped it up. Nice. So nice. I'll show you the sweet. The yeah. Oh, yeah. well, we could we could definitely figure something out. Yeah, yeah. maybe save that for our, the splicing episode. The splicing yeah. episode. Nice. Yeah, we need to make that happen. DIY tree gear this episode. This bringing up a few stories as we're talking here. So uh, I might go with one. Talking about equipment failures, like my foot ascender yeah. failing on me while I was ascending a tree. This wasn't really an equipment failure. Becca was there for this. We were doing a good sized cottonwood. Good sized cottonwood for uh. a backyard. It was actually day two of the removal. And I climb with the ART positioner on my lanyard. Oh. I think you guys do too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love those things. It's great. But you know, like, you've probably had it happen to you where you bump that handle and it, like, gives you a little whoop. Hundreds a little of jerk. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am climbing this cottonwood, going out on a lead to, like, take the top out. Uh, got the top out. Then I'm going to do a snap cut. And I notice... Um, I'm at a steep rope angle. And you know how sometimes your positioner and your ropes will get kind of jumbled when you're at a steep angle? Yeah, yeah. So I noticed that, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is better if I move this over the top of my rope or whatever. So I reclipped it. I was like, oh, okay, everything looks good. And then I leaned forward to do the snap cut, and it just opened wide up, and I went, Vroom, like, zipped over, you know. <laughs> it was like... So, uh, so horizontal, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think it hit my bridge when I was moving forward gotcha. yeah. and it stayed, it was more than just a jolt. It stayed right. open for a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did it just, did the, the, the bridge continually engage it or did it just open it just enough and then slid? It must've continually engaged it because it, because normally if it just bumps it, it just, re-engages. yeah, it's going to re grab. But yeah, I, I slid away from that for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was super scary. <laughs> I actually I actually had that happen to me not last weekend, but the weekend before that. It wasn't not as extreme as yours, but it did. I had my, I can't remember, it was in Doug Furs, and I think I was out on one of these limbs, and same kind of thing, out on an extreme rope rope angle, and I think the I think it was my rope and prusik that actually engaged it. And it didn't, again, it didn't slide as extreme as yours, but, you know. It was yeah. not a yeah. not comfortable kind of thing. I was probably like guessing like five feet of it being open, you know. Jeez. It was a yeah, it was significant. It was a bit. <laughs> I just heard you go, whoa shit. And yeah. I and and you had the saw was running too. Yeah, because I was getting ready to do a snap yeah. cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> just heard him go, whoa shit with the saw running. And I look up, he's like sideways. I'm like, 
Yeah, right, bud. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it made me realize if, if I'm ever going to die or something, I'm just going to say, whoa. Because there's been a few <laughs> a few moments where something's happened and I just go, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I had a guy that always used to say... His or, last words were, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy that was always like, be ready. You got to have your last words. You got to know your last words because you don't want to... On the way down, you only got so much time to think of it. But there's no way you remember no. your last words on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> no, 90% of the last words are, oh, shit, or oh, fuck, or something like that. Epstein yeah. didn't kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My friend's got a Ronin that has a <laughs> just getting a little worn out. The Ronin electrical senders, yeah, and uh, there's a lever on it for the brake. But normally you just you'll ascend, and then when you let go, it just stops you. Mm-hmm. His will creep down a little bit, and you have to engage the lever. It won't it won't free fall you like they they have like a governor on him to like slow you down I as you go down the governor. yeah well that's what i'd say you know that's what i'd call it it's legislation <laughs> but i wasn't aware of that when i used it once <laughs> that's when i oh. realized i go up you know we're doing that habitat job so these are massive fir trees and i'm way up there you know, 120 feet and then i let off this thing and it starts slipping and i go whoa 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 <laughs> They're on the ground laughing. <laughs> I instinctively like hit the le- lever, and they're all laughing and told me what to do. <laughs> so, uh, does the Ronin does it have replaceable parts, or once it's got Jake? Whoa! Whoa. Hello. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Did I get through? Oh, there you are, buddy. Hello, uh, is this the tree thinkers? Oh, hey. you made it. Here we are. Oh. What's up, all Jake? right. Oh, not much. How are you guys? Ah, you know, another beautiful day. Oh, indeedy. That's <laughs> yeah, a little hot in the garage. We're just yeah, we're just taking a sauna, doing a podcast, yeah. sharing stories. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. What do you Sweaty, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll get a little sweaty myself. I just kind of dip my tootsies in the river and feeling really good. Nice, nice. Yep. Um, I I was uh digging that intro on the beat man just i was kind of having this weird day a little bummed out and you know and then i heard that beat and i was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> time, and then life is good again just like that there we go that's what we're trying to do is make people's lives a little bit better if we just can do that a little bit we're succeeding yeah and well, i freaking nailed it <laughs> i heard on your voicemail to andrew that you wanted to spit a little something Oh yeah, man! I uh, I can get that beat out of my head. I just love it. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, it just you know when I'm out there raking, I'm just like, you know, these words come into my head, and I'm like, ooh yeah, you know, it just feels right. Nice. Well, hey man, if you need to get some uh, some rhymes off your chest, we can yeah. fire up that beat whenever you want. We we got a soapbox here for you. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, you know, it might help me a little bit. I've been kind of getting a little down. I heard this this guy named uh, D-Rake, I think he's called. He's like a rapper or something. Oh, Drake? Oh, Oh, is that what his name is? Yeah. Oh, oh, I guess that's not as bad. I got all worked up. My old dog's name is (laughs) D-Rake. I was like, you better not steal my dog's name, dog. <laughs> I don't even know this guy. So I started like listening to his stuff, and it's just terrible. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! I, I mean, I got I got some pretty aggressive thoughts in my head. If, I mean, I could. It might help. Oh, it might, you know, maybe if I get it out and then he hears it, maybe we could like come to terms one day and have it be cool or something. Nice, nice, nice. Just tell me when you want me to fire it up. Do you want the intro? Oh, really? Intro you, beat? Yeah, yeah you like want the intro beat? Yeah, we, I've uh, got a whole bunch of really bad beats I can play for you if you want to uh, yeah, pick one yeah. out. I mean, not necessarily the intro beat. I don't, that's kind of pure. You know, I don't <laughs> <Okay>. want to <laughs> drool all over that one. All right. But, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give me a beat. I'm, I'm feeling it, I guess. Well, I we'll see. First, listen to the beat and then decide. <laughs> got DJ Myron. <laughs> Okay, okay. Oh, that's a little funky. Oh, oh, that's it. That's the one. That funky old bullshit. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Drake, I guess his name is now. No? Huh. Sounds like almost like Afro Man or something. (laughs) Okay. Huh. I guess they call you the Champagne Poppy. Compared to my cleanup game, your flow is sloppy. Maybe lay off the bubbles and have some coffee. Says my mom's 88 tourist wagon makes the Maybach look like a sloppy girl. <laughs> Use the soft one, Drake, next to Jake the Rake. Use the soft one, Drake, next to the Rake. Uh, uh. Ooh, that feels pretty good. Now, here I come. Here I come, Drake. You ready? You can look nice in your red all-state polo shirt, Drake. You're far from heavy. I wear a tie when I break. You better be ready. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a preppy, but I am a prepper. Jamie knows my mom's basement is spicy. She has stores of pepper. Black and white in corn and powder form. Bring your COVID mask and something warm. <laughs> yo, Drake, you'll be in a cold sweat after my mom's jalapenos and habaneros. Grab a towel. Here comes the Serrano's and Heim's and she's the Shishito's. Some cayenne and the boots got you rolling down the windows. Who's pumping and shaking down to your toes? You're crying for the milk like a little bambino. But all you getting is a little raw powder poblano. A chili rayano. There's no fighter down here. All I got is a straw and some salty beer. All my mom's offering put aside. There's no place in town you for home. So if you're a bear or you're a rooster, you've got a pepper spray for your ugly ass face. Oh, what? Throw him down the rope ladder, Andrew. Uh. Oh. Oh, sick. <laughs> Somebody oh, should have oh, warned got... Drake. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of talking a little spicy here. I got a little blue. Is that beat still going? Uh, no, you you uh, you ran that beat right into the ground. Oh. That being said, okay, we can fire fine. it up again if you want. You got another one, another beat. Well, I, I well, mean, it's almost off my chest. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be in a good spot after this. Yeah, give me something else. I like that funky, that funky old school stuff. That was good. Yeah, that's a Ooh. new one. Ooh, modern. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're still down in my down in the underground lair. Haven't gotten out yet, Drake. You're in trouble now. Because oh. the underground bunker had storage space. That's where I keep my extra rigs. What you need, we got grips and grips of grips. Like banana clips, all just of stick. A whole shelf of wing nuts. Tighten heads on fast, like angry Andrew's feet keep burning your butt. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Jamie's been down there. 
entrepreneurs what's up. He's even got his name on his special cup. He helped build the bunker from the very beginning. That's why my mom made him a stocking to hang right after that kid was yo. Uh. Uh. Yeah, Drake is the weakest dude in rap right now. Oh, <laughs> like some modern day vanilla ice or something, you know? Sitting on the Toronto Raptors sideline, cheerleading because he ain't got no game. Just a scrub, and he's doing all state commercials and shit. You know, Jake will never sell out. Making you up on some old pine needles and stuff, you all stuck together and shit. This is too easy for me, Drake. You better change his name. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Boy, that's up. Oh, I'm worried we may have started something in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're just playing around, man. Yeah, we don't we don't want T dot to be up against all the rakers out there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's so cool you guys to answer the phone. I I really feel like a bean in your pod now. Oh yeah, no, you're you're one of the best beans. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetest bean. What you, nice. What are you guys getting into later? We're just uh, you know? we're just telling stories at this point. Yeah, just kind yeah. of a random, random story show. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nothing right. exciting. You got any good stories from the field? Uh, yeah. You know, I worked with uh, Becca and Jamie this week. It's been a, just a great week. That's where I got that one, that one rhyme about all the needles he, that be sticking to the rake. It's just like so easy. I think we did some kind of. Becca had me doing some kind of like pine cleanup job today. Obviously, contract raking. Like, uh, she was had some kind of scientific thing. I don't know what was wrong with these trees, but she figured it out. Like Detective Dendro, and <laughs> I think she just made me clean up all these old needles that were underneath all these pine trees for some reason. But they were just sticking to the the razorback. It was like so easy. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Grab an old club. Why, why why did you have me clean those up? Well, Jake, <laughs> we uh, those those trees, those ponderosa pines, they seem to have some significant dieback. So the client there wanted the the uh, needles to be removed because they had uh, lophodermella needle cast. Maybe I'm not saying that right. Lophodermella. Wow, L O P H O. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's gnarly. But basically what happens is it's a fungal pathogen and it puts these like football shaped spores on needles that the ponderosa pine then drops. It also affects lodgepole pines and and one other uh, white white pine, I think. Western white. Yeah. Can um, you say what it is again? Lophodermella. Okay. Uh and again that might be a bastard pronunciation <laughs> of it but it's l-o-p-h-o-d-e-r-m-e-l-l-a and have andrew a, read it he'll get it's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> lofa de mello lofa dentata camarillo brillo so we were raking up man this whole backyard was just covered in these needles with all these little spores on them so we just had to kind of Rake them all up, and you know what, Jake? I'm glad you brought the Razorbacks because they came in clutch. Like, we, I don't think we could have done that job without those Razorbacks. I um, know, right? <laughs> they were just, and they were talents. just like, like, wow! I got to actually see you raking in person. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it's like, 
My pleasure. Wow. Yeah. No, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> Some jobs you just got to go get a contractor for when the, the level is of expertise is so much higher than what you got on the crew. Yeah. You just have to go out and be like, man, these these leaves are going to be intense. We need to get a raker in here to clean up all these needles. It was like practically embarrassing, like having him on the crew today. <laughs> oh, because he just no, like crushed it. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's like obviously. In the well, yeah. it's nothing to be like ashamed of hiring a contract raker. I mean, <laughs> you guys are good at the climbing and the science stuff and the biology and you know, talking to the clients, that's really hard for me. I just like talking to you guys and listening to the pod. I just have my headphones on and I think I'm a weirdo. But, you know, I don't really care. I got my little niche here and you guys appreciate my skills. So I'm like, um, I I would call, like, contract you guys to climb, you know. I, that scares the, the bejesus out of me. Well, so it's know. okay to hire a contract raker. You know, Jamie even did it once this week. Oh, you know what Jamie did though? What's he, that? He really tested the durability of the new shaft of the Razorback. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, this is the one that you gave me to test out, and and sure enough, maybe it wasn't Jamie, but somebody like threw a log on the Razorback while it was like in the back somewhere by accident, and it shattered. Yep, it did. I so, found it. it. It might have been me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna tape it up. I'm gonna tape it up, and we'll keep we'll keep using it. Keep on raking. Yeah. On. Okay. I feel like if I get tape like all the way down the handle, like that'll hold it. Yeah. You know, we'll try oh man, it. you should like patent some rake tape. You Jake. know, we used to tape our rakes at Sperry back in the day because they would, you know, were breaking so much that people started taping it beforehand. And what it ended Whoa, up doing is. Yeah, pre-taping the rakes. And what it ended up doing is it would hold the moisture in right at where the tape, kind of the tape met the rake. And so it would start rotting and it would create like this real weak point where that would start breaking the rakes. Yeah, you, well, so we'd have to really engineer something. What the Razorback's not a wood handle rake. That Oh, yeah. so the moisture might not be as much of an issue. Well, we might need to get some of that hockey tape. Yeah. And tape uh, Razorback with the hockey tape. And, uh, yeah, that'd be next level. Hockey tape break. Tape break. Yep. Hockey yep. tape break. Put on wow. the tape. This is all really good product research you guys are doing. Yeah. I mean, it, the Razorback is still like a little baby as far as longevity goes. It just came out. So we're putting it through its, putting it through its, uh, its sweets. Yeah, well, I mean, so far the only the only downsides I see to the Razorback are it's not log smashing proof, yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, its its handle is like it's it's black. So when when it's hot outside as it has been lately, and, and you leave that rake out in the sun, you go to grab it, gloves or no gloves, that that fucking hurts, you know. Yeah. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe some, some tape on that rake, maybe, or yep. like put a little koozie on it. I don't know. What's the solution? Ooh, James, rake, the rake, rake koozie. Rake koozie. Yeah. Well, you could tape it and then just tape a koozie right to oh, it. You know what you could do? You Double could yarn insulation. bomb it. Oh. <laughs> you could yarn bomb the rake handle <laughs> so that it's not so hot when you go to pick it up, right? Yeah. No, I like it. Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. No, it's the evolution of the ground game over here. I was just working with some buddies, and they brought up the Razorback. I I didn't mention it at all, you know. Really? Yeah, they brought it up, said they were looking for it. It was Dakota. I think we all know oh, Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, Charles uses the Razorback, but he was saying he was looking for one, and they're hard to find right now. But I think it's because Jake, oh, Jake was buying I don't know the anything. stock. I don't <laughs> yeah. know anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many Razorbacks do you have there, Jake? Uh, you know, don't worry about it. I got the, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot down there. I got some stores. You might say I'm ready. Yeah, I heard that it's hard to get a Razorback between Seattle and San Francisco right now. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Well, cool. I can't wait to to preemptively tape. You, you, so you think like like regular athletic tape is good, or duct tape, or electrical tape? You know, I'd try that athletic tape that you know people put on their baseball bats or on hockey sticks, that kind of stuff. I'd imagine okay. you know it would actually ha- you know you'd be able to hold on to the rake a little better. That makes sense. Yeah, you know. Uh, Ow. <laughs> yeah. I make. And and so like had had back in hockey we used to wrap it around and then twist the roll up and kind of wrap a bead around it and then wrap it again to create an extra bump on there to hold the stick a little tighter. Oh yeah, I wonder if that would help with the rake. Yeah, mm. we're gonna need to see do some R and D here. Maybe and, tennis tape. Get some like dampening going on, so you oh. don't get arm pump as bad when yeah. you're really getting you into don't, it. You don't you don't want rake elbow going on. Yeah, that's a serious rake elbow, <laughs> yeah. Is, rake real. elbow is bad. Yeah, yeah, that can sure. end a career. Sure. <laughs> 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 yeah, we got to take care of our body. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Right on. Got to rake care of them. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm really excited to try this preemptive taping. You know, I think some added padding as long as Stiff enough would be good, um, you know. With some of that grip, you know, that athletic tape would be great. It's real soft on the hands enough to like just hold it, hold whatever that grip is inside there, like the koozie you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but we we might need to move more towards carbon fiber technology to to make it light enough Ooh, to yeah. facilitate that. Mm. Oh, hey, did you? Uh, what did you think of my name for the uh, for our new hippity hop group that we're that's burgeoning right now? Oh, like uh, the, the onboard facilitators. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I no, like it. I I think uh, we'll need to put out an album under that title. <laughs> okay, okay yeah. well let's keep it going then. I I think we call it Jake the Rake and the Onboard Facilitators. <laughs> oh no no no! No, no, no. no this, this is definitely going to be a, a team effort here. Yeah. We're all all right, so we we each got to write a rap. We each got to write a track. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we each can, need can to come up with 16 bars. Yep. <laughs> Dis and D-Rake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got, you know, obviously Jamie and Becker have their own perform performer names. Like, it's like too easy because it's Jay Schleazy and <laughs> D-Sneezy. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Reezy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we got C Sheezy, A B C, A B C. Yeah. Well, that might be A Money. I think A, a Money. Money. A Money. Uh, a money. Uh, that flows a little better. What about Corey? Corey Shields. C Dog. C Sheezy. C Sheezy. C Sheezy. Oh, she. 
See sneezy. I do like be sneezy though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially anytime I yeah. actually sneeze, I'm like. That's my name. The Spitting those webs. Oh man. Yeah. You. yeah. Be he be be sneezy in the heezy. Yes. He's the cheesy. <laughs> yeah. He, it's so hard sometimes that her palms get greasy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, maybe we should start out with four bars. Like Damien Lillard has the four bar Friday challenge. We'll have to each Ooh. come up with four bars for the four bar Friday okay. challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next yeah. time, four yeah. bar challenge. Oh, yeah. next, next Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> next Friday well, or so. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough. You know, the juices aren't flowing, but if, once that beat starts, it's hard not to, to feel a little. You know? Oh, man. Yeah, this could get out of control. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, just hopefully, you know, hopefully Jake or uh, Drake doesn't get, you know, too offended and we don't start anything too serious. Somebody should have warned, right? Yeah, yeah, someone I don't know should have how he could not get. I don't know how he could not get wind of this episode. Of <laughs> yeah, I know. On the, on the AM airwaves. Like, like, can't you, like, hear it in Japan or something if you have a ham radio? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think something like that, like that's what they mean by going ham. Yeah, like you could, you could hear tree thinking. <laughs> yeah, you might need your A track to to be able to dial into us, but some people do. So, uh, well, all right, I'll, I'll let you guys go. I know you got a lot of uh, cooking in the kitchen. All right. Well, we got something. We'll we'll see what we got, man. But thanks for coming on and uh, telling your stories, spitting some spitting some flow, and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks I guess we all have our homework. Yeah. Yep. All heroes yeah. rock rakes. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> there's a t-shirt right there. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey man, thanks again for helping me out earlier too. I'll uh, I'll forward you, uh, uh, you know that uh, that Wendy's frosty that I promised you earlier. Yeah, you owe me. You yeah. said you were talking coupons. I know. Let's do a coupon. I know. It, it'll be a strawberry milkshake. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. That'll yeah. be nice for uh, these really hot days. The frosty, some kind of like I could frosty. eat those like in December, but like it gets really hot like this. The strawberry is good, but you know, I might need to ride. Right on. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll call your mom. Or... <laughs> I'll get in touch with your mom about it. <laughs> Oh, cool! Yeah, she said you know how to give her a good ride. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll work something out. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, dude. All right, man. <laughs> we'll uh, keep it real. We'll talk to you later, brother. All right, bye. See you, Jake. Right. Ah, it's always a pleasure. You never know where it's going <laughs> when Jake the yeah. Rake comes on. Uh, <laughs> He's going to need a ride to get that strawberry shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, Man uh, we're going to need to put some time in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to get that beat CD back out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dig deep into the crates. <laughs> Well, what were we talking about before? Oh, jeez. We were, we were Becca was on. telling us a story. I, I finished telling my story, which is basically like, why am I so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Everything I have is backwards. Yeah, we're talking right. about the positioner. And yeah. That's right. That Oh, maybe oh, Corey yeah. was... Don't remember. I, I lost it. 
I had I had mine come open on me as well in a conifer. Yeah, that was it. Your yeah. uh, ART ART two ART two positioner. So I've been looking at getting one of those. Uh, you should do it. They're but, sweet. Okay, so the reason I haven't gotten it is because it's so like if you if you just like feather it. It just seems like it opens wide up. Yeah, and, and you you, you can adjust it. There's a learning curve. You get curve. used to it. It's jumpy. Mm-hmm. I wear gloves when I climb, so I'll almost like put my thumb on the rope in front of it as like yeah. a little friction point when I go to open it up. Because like the first time I used it, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, like it opens yeah. up a lot, but it grabs immediately, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's tending it like two fingers. You pull the rope; it's so smooth. You're not yeah. like fighting so the hitch. Smooth. I was so in a pitchy smooth. pie today, and I had a hitch on my uh, wire core flip line, and I'm just like all my muscle, like yeah. fighting the pitch. Like oh, I miss my positioner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still am just like running a prusik on my lanyard with the ice that you gave me like two yeah. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> 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 wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> it feels I, that long. Yeah, the, the, the way it looks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got some hitches w- kicking around. Well, and I think you let's should go just over your climb gear. Next yeah, week. you know, I think it'd be behoove us all to everyone bring their everything, and we'll all just like cross inspect. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's a cool practice for any like group uh, or team of people in any situation. Because like like we were talking about one episode too uh, a few times back that like yeah, like that carabiner sticky, but I know it is because it's this yeah but, yeah but having someone be like hey your rope is like kind of fucked maybe you should get a new one or this and that we should do a show where we all bring our gear in cross inspect it and then just go over the little things that we find mm-hmm. cool yeah you know because uh like you say you you get used to me and Corey just did it at the city you, you get know so complacent. and yeah. you find little things that Andrew caught me, you caught me on a, I was using a rigging carabiner as my termination point, which only would only had, it was a double lock, not yeah. a triple lock. And, and I, I had never even like thought about it. It's like auto locking steel carabiner. I'm good. And I didn't like put it together that I was only doing two motions. Oh, interesting. Just little things you don't think about, you know, like I think it was Craig that was talking about how. You know, when you're cross-checking, you know, that sticky carabiner might not bother you because you've gotten so used to it. So I think there'd be some value in going over our private gear, cross-checking it, and then just doing a show about that whole process. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's an important practice. I wanted to make a point. I talked about gear failures and then talked about my positioner opening up. That wasn't a gear failure. It worked just fine. It caught itself. But it was just... It's funny because I noticed things were weird, and I was like, oh, I need to fix this. But the way I put it actually ended up causing it to open it up and hit my bridge. It's yeah. funny because I realized that. I was like, oh, this is going to open up. Yeah. But I just, um, it's it wasn't a gear failure. It was a user error. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when you use those long enough, you learn how to, like, where to put what rope, and you figure out, as I turn this way, it could open up. And, yeah, you know, it's the trial and error, just like learning how the sensitivity yeah. Which is funny because I, I do the same thing where I take a little bit of the friction with my hand, but I do it from behind. So I'll grab okay. the the rope behind it and then just kind of open it up by pulling yeah. on the little Andrew, uh, Andrew lever. Andrew prefers it from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was between you and me, Corey. <laughs> but I, well, now a hundred of our listeners know. <laughs> I talked about how I had a few stories in my head, and we were talking about kind of bracing yourself for when a top comes over. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. This is a story I've probably told you guys about it. Um, this is when I was like a newish climber, and at the time how I was taught to like do removals, like conifer removals, especially was like double lanyard. So my climbing system and my lanyard, a wire core flip line were both connected to my hip rings around the trunk. So I guess I had two tie-ins. They weren't two different points on my harness, but it was just two ropes on my hip rings. You guys get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 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 yeah the upper D's yep. you had both of them, both on the of upper them D's. on my upper D's and you would just spike up like that. Um, do the whole removal like that. Eventually, someone showed me like, hey, like a, a contract climber that I learned a lot from, Doug Tripp. I, if you're in the P&W, probably know Doug, great guy. The story came to my mind from us talking about like bracing yourself for tops. You know? Yeah. And then I had mentioned when I first started, I learned to remove uh, conifers by just like double lanyard climb system and lanyard on your hip rings and just spike up. You just do the removal like that, you know? Yeah, so no no uh, girth hitch to the trunk. No choking system. Yeah. And, um, you know, my climbing system wasn't on my bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's I weird. did that for years. Yeah, you're just yeah. showing that, and that's just the way it is. So I just did that. <clears throat> and then I would mentioned uh, Doug Tripp. I was climbing next to him doing some smallish pines. And you need to get Doug on this show. Yeah, I'll have to call. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, He noticed that I was doing that. He's like, hey, man, why don't you put that climbing system here? You can throw it up over the limb above you, and then you're all nice and comfortable. You can grab this limb, swing over here, and throw this. I was like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I don't really recall the timeline if this was before or after that. I have a video of this incident I'm about to talk about. Um, so I'll have to look, I know I wasn't using a choking system, but I wasn't sure if I was double lanyard or if I had, you know, my climbing system actually on my bridge and a lanyard on my hip rings. I don't remember, but, uh, I was doing a ponderosa pine removal, probably 120, 130 foot tree or something like that. And again, this is, is a couple years ago. So I'm just kind of remembering that, um, started the removal with the boom truck and we had a 60-foot boom, so we maxed that out. And then I climbed out of the boom and kept going up. <coughs> it was actually the first time I used a speed line. It's on that tree, too, so nice. that was fun. Nice. Climbing out of the bucket, a harrowing experience. <laughs> and then <laughs> zip lining, so much fun. And then I get to the top, and I'm still a newish climber, like I said, and a little nervous, so getting any higher was kind of scary. And the top was big that I was about to take, but it seemed, like, totally manageable. You know, we had to rig the top out. There was all these targets below us. So I put my face cut in and do the back cut or check with the ground. Everyone's ready to go. We got the wraps on the porter wrap, whatever, and do the back cut. The top goes, and I don't know. Like I said, I have a video, and I don't know if the top didn't run or if it was just the sway from the tree and the top coming off because it was a big top and a lot of stuff. But I was positioned to the side, right? So I was positioned. 
I've learned now that when you're doing a back cut, taking a top, catching a top, you want to be behind it because your yeah. your your spikes will like dig in and yeah, catch yeah. that sway of the tree, and you can brace yourself much better. But I was on the side of the tree, and you know it jerked back, and I gaffed out. And like I said, no choking system. I'm about a hundred feet up on a pole, <laughs> and you know in the video you see the saw dangling below me, and I'm just hugging this tree super tight, just yeah terrified and uh yeah they called up are you okay and i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of got my bearings and we and you know my buddy doug we had we talked about it afterwards and you know he he told me you know being behind it so much better yeah and why and then i learned about choking systems after that Um, it was it was it was a big learning experience yeah that top was doable it was big, but it was doable. I just uh, wasn't positioned right. Pretty damn scary. <laughs> yeah, those big whippers can, even if you're okay, even if, you know, because that can be a dangerous situation. Yeah. But even if everything works out, you know, talk about definitive moments, you know, where you learn yeah. something, those those can be that for sure. Yeah, and it never happened again since. You know, yeah. I always stand behind my uh, base cuts and stuff now and, well, and a lot of that can also be when you, when the lower down guy, you know, doesn't let it run. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if they, if it locked up or if it was just like the forces of the tree coming off. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is, I mean, ideally you're not taking such a big top that if they don't let it run, it's going to be a, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. But you see those. You, you see a lot of fails with those, and what happens is they take too big of a top. And they send a big top, it loads it, and then it breaks. Yeah. And that that's where you see people get those real bad whippers. Because mm-hmm. it just pulls it way in one direction, then the rope snaps, and then it just freaking releases all that energy at once. And, you know, that's when you see the guys whipping around the trunk and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. getting out of control. I've that's seen, terrifying. I've oh, seen yeah. videos of, so how how... The angle of your face cut, like how wide or how open it is, um, can affect the sway of the tree after a top comes off. Interesting. Because I think, and I'm going to get these wrong. I should I should almost look these up first. But I think like a 45-degree, say, face cut is probably like traditional. Yeah. But there's a certain point. I think it's when that tree top is about 45 degrees is going to be when that stem is pushed back the maximum amount yeah yeah so when that pops mm-hmm. off you're really gonna feel it whereas if you have a wider face maybe it comes back from that um oh, cause so the, it's not going to spring as much yeah because you think about the sense. energy as it's going down that first 45 it's, it's pushing, pushing directly back. into it but once it starts going below the energy is slowly releasing mm-hmm. and it's allowing it to right itself I haven't, I haven't really thought about that a whole lot yeah because you just kind of get in a rhythm of putting a face cut in and going through the routine. And we're all taught do it at a 45-degree angle. So does that mean that a more shallow face on a bigger top is? I'd almost say a more open face. I'd more, probably rather go open, more too. More open. Yeah. yeah. And then I wonder if you do a Humboldt cut. Because if you if it's a 45, it could kind of sit on that face a little bit. And it depends on how big it is and, you know, a bunch of stuff. But I can imagine it sitting on that face and just holding that energy a little longer. Where if it was a Humboldt cut, 
so that the bottom was the of the cut was the angle. Sli- if it could it start slides. sliding off a little bit sooner, oh, it slides down and changes. I I use the Humboldt like the Humboldt cut is my go to face cut for everything that huh. I do. Like yeah. I, unless I'm on the ground and I'm taking the like I'm cutting the very bottom of the tree, um, I I always do Humboldt cut. It's just I'm, I'm better with it. I'm better at lining it up, and that's just my favorite cut. So, um, and I yeah I, I I find that the forces are a lot different and less extreme i think with the humble cut just because it has that slide because mm-hmm, you have so it more like of that slide more gradual into it and not so like y- exactly exactly and it fe- I f- it feels like it pushes the the stem and the branch or whatever you're taking the top or whatever you're taking out away from you versus just snapping straight down if that makes sense it does. Yeah, it slides off. It, Sli- right? Slides off and goes away mm-hmm. from yeah. uh, where you're. It doesn't it. snap off. It slides off. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I, you know, I'm not that uh, practiced with the humble personally, but that's just because I only learned one way. The, f- the farmer cut. Yeah. Conventional. The, 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 the farmer cut. cut. <laughs> so a lot of times, what I would do if it's a big one and I was worried about it getting caught up on it, is I'd do a standard face cut. And then I'd just cr- cut like a 45 degree angle off of the flat part. Okay. You know, so it gave just it off a, the, just off the, the, out, edge. the outer edge of it. Yeah. yeah. Outer edge. Exactly. So as it goes over, when it goes, it, it has like a point where it's going to pivot and slide off. So of. it's like open on both. Yeah. It open, fully open on the yeah. top and, and then like partially open on the bottom. Yeah. Three quarters of the way it would be solid. And then, you know, a quarter of it, yeah. I'd, I'd so cut so off. Almost like a f- open face cut just with a, little bit less open yeah well it yeah it, it you like know because like smirk that way it would in my the way i thought of it and i haven't i haven't really i guess i haven't really talked to anybody about it or tried to confirm it but what made sense in my mind is you'd have the advantages of it closing like it on the standard one but then it would have that advantage of it having an angle it could slide off of right right it, i mean it, the it, makes, it makes sense because yeah. you'd be snapping the fibers the it wouldn't just it would be easier to pivot on that point and snap yeah. those fibers, transferring a lot of that energy straight down versus. But once they were broken, it it would it wouldn't be just staying there. It'd have, yeah, a little ramp to slide off on. Interesting. I don't know if it worked or oh. not. It just made sense in yeah. my mind. That yeah. makes a lot of sense in my mind too. I'm, I have so many things I want to try. <laughs> yeah, I usually go pretty open when I do tops. Now when I'm rigging tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And then also small tops, small problems. Yeah. I'm not yeah. as nervous of a climber now, you know. I know like the tree can hold me. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. My uh, one <laughs> of the guys who taught me, he would say like, "Imagine a two by four. Like, how hard is that to break? Like, yeah, skinny little piece. You or know? like a four by four, <laughs> yeah. which is just like a little piece, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I I always uh, I always challenge people to do uh, like the Coke can or the Red Bull challenge, where you try to take a top the size of a Coke can or a Red Bull. Oh, nice. And then, <laughs> and then see if you can't take a top that you can just hold. That's true. I think you yeah. brought that up. It's like, oh, it's badass to take a big top. It's pretty badass to see how small of a top you can yeah. take. <laughs> the, the danger like is a really tall conifer. Yeah, the danger is don't get crazy. Don't hurt, you know, yeah, don't yeah. break no, it no, out. No. Like, but like... You know, if you know the person's not uh, missing a screw. Yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's not a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a point. Yeah. It's like the smaller top, small problems. And yeah. you're a pretty badass if you're, you're getting oh. up there and taking small tops. Yeah. And it, it teaches you to kind of uh, work within your fear a little bit more. That's yeah. true. Because it, it's a little scarier to go up there. And, you know, taking yeah. a big top is more 
you succumbing to your fear and be like, I don't want to go any higher. I'm just going to bomb a big top. Right. And there's situations, there's certain trees where you climb where you're like, fuck it. I'm sending the top, you or know, it's just like faster to do it that way. Yeah, totally. Room for that. To if you're not case, catching it. Yeah. If you have to rig it, you know, that's when it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And there's something that's awesome about sending big tops. I, I've got, yeah. I've got some videos where I was, me and Rob are doing these removals right next to each other. And I've got videos of Rob taking the biggest freaking tops off to try to find them to see if we can put them on the Facebook. Cause just sending them, not just like them, right? 70 foot tops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I might've already told this story, but it was like a month or so ago. Like boss was like, so like climb up halfway and then like send half the tree yeah and then come down to the ground and then like fell it because we had enough room to do that yeah i was like uh should i like limb it up on the way he's like e- no <laughs> 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 like, okay. was that the fur where we did a bunch of fur removal? yes okay. exactly yeah like way out up, up river kind of yeah yeah nice um and that was weird i took a little bit of a, a few limbs off the backside just for like to for weight yeah just to make sure it went where we wanted it to, but I'd never just like sent half of a tree. One, <laughs> We're topping know. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And the whole time I was just like, how, I had to like, I had to really uh, talk myself into doing that. Cause I always, I was always taught small, small cuts, small problems, you know, like yeah, it's a lot easier to manipulate something. If it starts going the wrong way, if it's a little bit more like, Close to how much you weigh, right, right. <laughs> like an entire other tree above you, and but but it was it was a good experience, and I yeah, I'm glad yeah. there was an open drop zone, open enough, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of in between a chicken coop and a house, but yeah. it kind of well, then you had to fell the rest of the tree, uh-huh. and it was like, you know, not a lot of room for error. Yeah, yeah, it did great. Thanks. It was yeah. the first time using the five hundred too. Oh, <laughs> nice! I haven't used one of those Can't yet. Fuck this up, oh there. man. There. Oh, that's right. You're they using. are nice. Jamie brought one to the job last weekend. Yeah. And that oh, thing, nice. That thing rips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're sweet. That is <laughs> oh, man. Great yeah. saw. Yeah, I yeah. basically didn't even fell that tree. The saw just did it. Yeah, it just <laughs> <laughs> it knew what it was doing. Yeah. You're, you're really just there to hold the saw up because it doesn't have legs to stand basically. up on its own. Yeah, I'm its legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... Uh, it speaks, though, to the idea of that balance between small cuts, small problems, and production work. Yeah. You yeah. know, because a lot of times the idea is get it on the ground, especially if you got a big ground crew. You get it down fast, it'll get cleaned up fast, and you're on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And there's times where it's like, oh, yeah, I can send a huge top. Right. Because yeah. we got all this space, got all these people. Like, yeah. this is perfect and that's right. fun too yeah oh yeah you know right. so, but yeah. when you're in production work and you smash somebody's fucking fence then yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah all, all that all that production all that speed just goes right out the window so i mean it, you're right it that's is, the small cut yeah, small problem thing, thing. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah you have to be able to do both and know when to use use each one in the appropriate situation yeah, yeah. yeah. hold yourself back yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i can send an 80 foot top <laughs> yeah. that fence is far it's good man yeah. <laughs> don't worry about the comm line <laughs> it's just internet. It's just internet. Yeah. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. You guys have any gaff out stories? Oh, you know the the worst gaff out I had was at a tree that was grown at or at a real extreme angle, and it was a real heavy top. And I remember telling the person just to let it run. You know, don't just let it go, but just slowly. You know, don't just stop it and just 
you know, slowly apply pressure or this thing's going to launch me. And uh, sure enough, the person just uh, lost control. I don't know if they panicked or what, but I sent it and they just locked up and then let go. And the thing just oh, freaking no. loaded and then launched me. Oh, and I, w- no. I was kind of like on top of it, you know, cutting this thing. And it was one of those things where next thing you know, I was just like thrown up and fully despurred. And, you know, because it was growing, it was more than a 45-degree angle. You know, like 40-degree angle is going really far out there. And so I just, like, kind of went around the tree a couple times. It was just, and it just fucked me up. Yeah, it just, like, yeah, that was by far the, that's the only time I've had one of those, like, whip, whip, whip. And it's, you know, like, I, I say it like it's the ground guy's fault there and that goes back to the small cut, small problems. You know, that was me mm-hmm. trying to trying to uh, go through it. And I remember the job. It was there's a lot on the job, and it wasn't a very good bid. And it was a situation where I was just like, all right, I'm just going to run up here, send this big top, and I'm going to, you know, have this person. And they were pretty – they were very experienced uh, with the lower down, you know, and that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to have them run it, and we're going to – you know, it'll be all right. But it's a different enough situation – and people, you know, even really experienced people make mistakes. It's true. And, you know, I don't know what it was. It could have been a situation where it was uh, where they, you know, stepped on the rope on accident. Yeah. Or, you know, it was wrapped around a stub or, you know, so I say it when I was trying to curl in the rope or yeah. something. Totally, yeah. you know, where, it, you know, but it could have been that they were trying to let it run and it just locked up on them or, or whatever. There was too much friction or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it was one of those learning moments where you, you're like, all right, there's, it's a bad bid. We've all dealt with them. I've had them before. I'll have them again. Don't let those bad bids slow you down or uh, affect your decision-making process. You know, it's okay to still go slow and steady and steady as fast. It takes as long as it takes. Yeah. Exactly. I and Rob that. brought up not too long ago, you know, he runs a, big successful company here in Eugene and he had said like um you know it could be a bad bid and the company's still making money it could Mm -hmm. be a great bid and the company's losing money like it's not something to stress over yeah like it doesn't make sense to me yeah you know yeah because that's the thing if someone is hurt and is out for a little while because they're hurt yeah then you got a bad bid and your guys out and you're losing money where you know if you you know, you d- take a little bit more time. What's it take another 45 minutes to whittle it down and work your way out and send a smaller top? 45 minutes. That's nothing compared to someone being out for a couple of days. Yeah. I have or a couple weeks. Fixing yeah. a fence, like you were saying. Or fixing a fence. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take like another that, trip out to the job site. That's like a yeah. monster energy drink and cigarettes for breakfast kind of situation. <laughs> That's what I had this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a great, like, uh, gaff out story. I was going to, it was my very first time sending any top at all. And it was this super dead fucking birch oh, in the front yard of this guy. It, uh, he had like 28 chickens in his backyard. I ended up calling it Chicken Sanctuary. <laughs> Totally not related to this, but um, but there were lots of chickens there. But it was this crispy dead birch, and uh, I was working with Adam and went up, and he was just like, yeah, well, you know, like, and I was using a choker system on it. It was like maybe my third or fourth time in gaffs ever. Mm-hmm. 
This was just last year. <laughs> and he showed me this, uh, you know, when you, he sent me up like a bunch of slings and was like, just choke where it starts getting suspicious. Like, just like choke it and then put your, your tie, like your line through it, through a carabiner so that, and then you have redundancy in your system. <laughs> and I'm like putting it like every foot and a half <laughs> up because it's it was like it was so dead and so punky that I just like I was gaffing out like every step that I took and I'm yeah. like so not used to climbing in spurs and like not and it was a very dead birch tree so I was just like every other step I made I was just like and there were these two like old crotchety guys on the porch across the street <sighs> and they were just like laughing every time I gaffed out the fucking peanut gallery. And I was just like, oh no. I'm like, oh man, I'm so bad at this. And they know it. They know I have no idea what I'm doing. It's so clear. The person who taught me said something and it stuck with me. And I'll tell other people is yeah. set your spikes like you mean it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you told me that. And yeah. ever since then, I'm like, fuck you, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing, too, about that is like before, I was like, I'm just going to like use it like it's an escalator and now i use it like it's a fucking mechanical bull like you come in at that shit sideways you <laughs> yeah, know yep, like yeah. you're not you're not stepping up like it's stairs you're coming in like, yeah. like karate chop yeah um which has been that's great yeah watching people that are good at it do it yeah. is another or set up thing. set them with purpose is what he said yeah he had a way with words it wasn't set them like you mean it yeah. set them with purpose them yeah with purpose. i think that's yeah. a great way to yeah, it said him with purpose. <laughs> yeah, with and you purpose. did that in that locust on Wednesday, <laughs> and then you heard that crack. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. And you were like, <laughs> crispy, crispy <laughs> locust. Yeah. Well, a couple of the leads were really crispy, and yeah, <laughs> I gaff in and it's like, <laughs> like <"Whoa." laughs> yeah, but you were you were setting them with purpose. You were like, yeah. you were really sinking in, and it cracked. And I'm like, so so I was trying to, yeah, I got to a point in that birch where I was noticing. <laughs> That I had not a lot to stand on, and it was just really soft, and like bugs were coming out of the holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh shit!" Tell me. So then he showed me that like sling with the carabiner, and then like you know, if you, you just go up a little bit higher, and then you have that like kind of safety net. And then, I, but I sent a very small top, which at the time seemed massive to me, of course. But I was just like, "Oh man, <laughs> oh my god, what a rush!" But so I just I remember just like. A, a, trying to step like they were stairs and just peeling the you know yeah just gaffing out just absolutely not sinking into that tree at all your loopy thing so you had a choking system and yeah. then it's almost like your lead climbing yeah climbing, so you like so you have like a choke where it's where you're comfortable yeah and then you take the tail and you put it through like you have a sling around the, the yeah, lead you're scared you. to come up and then another sling and another sling with carabiners, and then you just stick the rope through mm-hmm. all those carabiners. Okay, just like lead, cl- lead climbing. Kinda. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a cool trick. I've yeah. never done that, but I did it once, and I haven't done it since then. But when I did it, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't know <laughs> if I'm doing this right, and I'm really scared. But I feel safer because you're, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've always just uh, you know I've like choked off below me. You know, mm-hmm. but that's never a good feeling, especially no. the higher up you go. You're no. like, well, it'd be, you know, especially if you're, you know, 80 feet off the ground, you're like, well, at least I'm not falling all the way down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm only falling 60 feet. Yeah. Yeah. That was the idea feet. with this is like, you know, like you have your, like your safe choke yeah. down where it's safe, but then you have like a bunch of redundancy, like four or five 
additional chokes. Well, and if they like, failed, if that each one would slow you a little bit as it one failed. Every single one of them would fail. Yeah. Like, in like a sliding. Yeah. I mean, it's still super sketchy the it's idea of it, yeah. but it's way better than not having it. You exactly. know, if you're in that situation, I'd rather have it than not have it. Mm -hmm. So that that's cool. Next time I'm in one of those yeah. situations, that's what I'm gonna do. And again, it takes a little bit more time for setup, and it's like kind of ridiculous, but um, ah, but you know, no time. to take yeah. a smaller top. It's basically and to, yeah. and to yeah if well you're already gaffing out to the point where you're like there's still like 20 feet of tree and i'm not there's not enough room for me to send a 20 foot top then that's what yeah the that's what the i was advised to do and it, the it only turned out great the only kind of scary thing about that well i mean there's a few scared climbing dead trees so that's scary in and of itself <laughs> but the other scary thing about that is if you if the top breaks then it would come down on top of you but again if you're climbing a dead yeah. tree you're probably not too concerned about that because it's probably going to be a dead punky bird. Yeah, you can just yeah. like flick it and yeah. it'll go. And like it, yeah, it'll just, it'll break, it'll break apart before it actually connects <laughs> with you kind of thing. And the other thing I'll do when I'm gaffing out is I try to step on to uh, right above the old cuts. Yeah. So if you spur right above, you know, those knots, then you're, you're less likely to spur out. That's true. The wood yeah. is like stronger there. Yeah, yeah you're standing kind of on the branch that's mm -hmm. still within the tree. So, you know, like a lot of times when you spur into like, a, you know, you're climbing a fur and you spur in, it'll like travel down an elevator, you know. Mm -hmm. But if there's a knot there, if you just spur right above that knot, it then lo it locks right in. It locks yeah. right in. And yeah, like it's a great way to do it. The tension side on the branch catches you kind of. I just like to leave every every cut as a stub and then I can just stand on them. <laughs> you just <laughs> make, build just your own ladder. Build my own ladder. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Some people really do do that. They, they do do that. Yeah. When I was a less experienced climber, I did that and then. I mean, it has its advantages depending on what the, the scope of work is. Yeah, there's there's a time and a place, but yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's more it's more. Bad. I mean, if it's a full removal, it's, it's more bad than good. Yeah, I'm. You know, I've seen there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen people do it, and ropes get all like, oh, I'm gonna rig this piece of wood, and then all these rigging ropes and climb ropes, mm. everything gets caught and twisted all around these stubs. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. go down and yeah. undo a loop and. I never do Sometimes that. Sometimes I'll leave a stub or two at the very top. You know, I'm at the very top, yeah. and it's kind of yeah. it's comforting. You know. Oh, if you're sending the top, some handlebars. Yeah. I've definitely held a hand, left handlebars on the top, yeah. and, and, and that's how we used to rope trees down. Is we would just I would oh, leave yeah. a couple branches there, and then you just throw the rope over those branches, and then use those. You know. Yeah, as their friction. Yeah, yeah use the, and you could Gee, lower bro. it down your lower your uh, down yourself if you wrap what it, what you do is you'd wrap it around the tree and then up over the branches and then you'd have a wrap and you'd send the top and just let it fly and smoke on down. Do you know who uh, Randy is, the Mandy on Instagram? Oh yeah, that's exactly how we yeah. always used to do it. He's always posting videos of that. Yeah, I love watching those videos. See the rope man. smoking. Randy <laughs> is the Mandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, but I've... It burned through some rigging ropes pretty quick. Yeah, that gets expensive. <laughs> Real fast. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a reason I use a pulley now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, going back to those stubs, I have, you know, just through laziness, like I'll, I was doing a multi-stem cedar, and um, one of the stems, I left a, a stub near the top of it, and I think I used it. So I'll usually leave stubs uh, for my rigging gear, and that's what I'll put my rigging gear on because just I just kind of paranoid that the rigging gear is going to slide Slide down the stem. Yeah. So I just like to have a little backup. It's not a long stub. It's just, you know, a short little stub. But I was, so I had left that completely alone and I didn't clean it up. And I was like, well, you should probably clean this up. And I'm like, nah, it'll be fine. Go back over to the other stem, take the top out of it. 
it hangs up on that stub. Uh, oh, yeah. drops, drops. The second you think of it, you're It'll going to do stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Drops down 40 feet and then just shockloads the shit out of the whole system. And I'm like rocking up there in this tiny little this tiny little cedar, and it was it was a bad day. But yeah, that's yeah. Every time I leave a stub, I regret it. Yep. Every time if you leave a stub down low, any piece you rig is going to find it. And hang up on it. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a magnet. Yeah. Even it's if you're not magnet. rigging, sometimes that's... <laughs> yeah, it's going to find it and hang up on it. Or your rope's wrapped around it. Man, yeah. like one of the first times I, I did like a canopy lift on a, on a dug fur, I uh, I left a bunch of stubs. I'm like, I'll enjoy these well on my way down when I, st- when I have something to stand on. And like, some, you know, no. No. <laughs> there was like one cut I made where I was standing on the stubs. I'm like, this is why I left the stubs. And then it, you know what happened? As soon as I made that cut, can you guess? <laughs> they got hung up on oh, it. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Stubs are bad. Stubs are bad. Okay. <laughs> Stubbs was here. Yeah. Although I am curious, I've been wondering about this for a while. Like, some trees are obviously better compartmentalizers than others. So, is there. Birches are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Willows got it. Oh, yeah, Willows. Oh, man. Shut up. (laughs) Both of you. Anyway. But is there. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the story. I'm wondering, like, can. There are some instances where it's like uh, you're you have to take out like say a co-dominant top and it's like growing upright next to another leader. And maybe this is a dumb question. No, but there's no such thing. On there's the no tree, dumb questions. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Except for the stupid ones I ask. But if you if you leave a stub on that one to slow the decay to the trunk. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, because it's like right there, and now it's freshly exposed, and yeah. it's upright, so it's like really susceptible. And you're talking about a codom, right? Just like as an example. Yeah, so yeah. typically a codominant stem, there's no branch collar at the mm-hmm. union, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is where That's where all the coded magic is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. All those cells are prepped for that yeah. action. Yeah. So So you're you're talking about setting the tree up for... Uh, success if you've got to make a big cut and you're trying to keep the decay from traveling down that big cut into the trunk how can it most successfully seal in that situation how can the tree and it's probably again it's probably species dependent yeah yeah how how can you like is it (laughs) and it looks stupid and shitty and like poor practice to leave a stub but are there instances that you guys have come across that you could think of where you're like Maybe it's not such a bad idea to leave like a little bit more the just to slow that to the to ho- right to the trunk. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Hopefully, you can find a reduction, like something to cut it back to. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I've ever removed a whole codominant stem. Yeah, you know, and maybe when I was first starting, so I thought it was a good idea or something. But I don't, I don't think I would anymore. It's find a reduction for it. Yep, that's yeah. always like with a fur with codoms. You know, I've always found something to cut it back to. Even if it's a big old rip out and you just leave it, you know, you're cutting a big fat fur trunk back to just some branches coming out the side. Yeah. I'll still cut them back. And then there's been situations in storm work in particular is kind of when I'm thinking about it. 
when you get oaks and stuff that are big, like, scaffolds that are ripped out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, fuck, either I cut this back and it's, you know, I'm cutting this big scaffold back on this 70-foot oak and I'm going to cut it, you know, make this huge cut 20 feet up it. Or I can kind of leave a stub and there's just these little branches. You're not, you know, it's not an appropriate pruning cut, but this is the option I got. I'll cut it back to those branches because in my mind, you're at least giving it a chance and slowing the process. And even if it dies, you know, uh, so, you know, when we're working for the city, we don't have to talk to the client. But if you're working, you know, residential, you might talk to the client and explain what the thought process is. You know, hey, I'm going to cut it back to this. It still could die back. Yeah. If like it if it dies back, give me a call. Yeah. But for now, I'm giving it a chance, and I'm trying to extend the process out and keep the decay away from the truck trunk as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but there there there's a, some of those situations where you can't follow you know Shigo's rule of one third, you know, or of yeah. two thirds. You know, yeah. so. You know, you kind of have to work with what you got. But usually it's those extreme storm circum- situations in my experience. Where there's already been, like, an, like the tear already happened. So you just have to basically do what yeah. your best judgment You're is. doing damage control yeah. at that point. At that point, yeah. Yeah, another another yeah. instance I could see where it would be beneficial in leaving a bit of a stub on a codominant stem. So if you can remove the entire thing or, you know, you feel like you can remove the entire thing, but it's included to the point where cutting into it will damage the, the stem that you're trying to leave, if you know what I'm talking about, like they're just they're grown so closely together yeah. that maybe one's like like completely that enveloped. You would have to leave a stub to get to the point where the inclusion ends. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you you have to leave a stub, otherwise. As per Edward Gilman's an illustrated guide to pruning. Oh yeah. Third edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Page eighty something. <laughs> Stormwork is a perfect example of that. Uh, beautiful doing a lot of that up in salem and elwood put it he you know he said traditional arboriculture goes out the window in a storm mm-hmm. you know yeah. because of all these big beautiful white oaks like you were saying you if you were trying to make proper cuts all over you'd be mutilating these trees whereas mm. you can make a heading cut and our oregon white oaks are super strong compartmentalizers they That's can bounce back from these oh, they're yeah. going to sprout out and do canopy restoration later on and that's how it kind of was last week. We we did a bunch of, uh, uh, well, we did some uh, clearance and, um, what was it, restoration pruning on some sycamores that had just been, like, stubbed and then sprouted oh, out. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, you know, they would have, like, six or seven foot long fat, like, branches and then sprouts that it made it look like there were a bunch of spider. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good example. Small. Total stub heading yeah. cut, and these sycamores just like I don't care. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. keep pushing yeah. out branches. Like, but <laughs> sycamores have really obvious branch collars. Yeah, and so we're like, okay, so this is where the proper cut is. But almost every single time in that instance, because it was that type of a pruning, it looked like we had been leaving giant stubs because, like, the branch collar was like way. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. looked like a stub, but it wasn't. Yeah, oh, they're very pronounced yeah. branch collars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what a br- they're to showing look for, off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was, yeah. was this in a parking lot off Thirteenth? It's in a parking lot. Um, Springfield. In, yeah, oh, Springfield. off Gateway. Okay. Behind the Taco Bell off Gateway. And oh, Kentucky okay. Fried yeah. Chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if yeah. you're ever oh, out I, there. I know that spot. Did you, guys, <laughs> did you guys get yourself some double downs while you're there? Dude, we got a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and a bowl. Nice. <laughs> and a Mountain Dew, damn it. Yeah. What was your commercial for KFC? Oh, it was like, 
<laughs> I saw it was on the internet. It was just like KFC, and it said bucket twelve dollars. That was it. <laughs> I'm like, come get bucket. your fucking bucket, you fat fuck. Shit, I know what I'm doing after the podcast. <laughs> got a bucket KFC. of KFC. Bucket <laughs> twelve dollars. Yeah. We saw a dude chilling behind the uh, Taco Bell on his oh, on his yeah. uh, on his lunch break or whatever. He probably goes there. Every day, chills and smokes a cigarette Obviously, or whatever. Yeah, and then I'm back there raking, and I noticed that there was like 20 empty packs of cigarettes, like back there. So he <laughs> like has they were a cigarette. All, like, he's just like, blues. but he's yeah. right behind a dumpster. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is right if next you're going to pick dumpster. a spot. Yeah. And I'm you like, could <laughs> throw those <you> cigarette <laughs> packs, <laughs> flick it, it, it in. It probably actually took him more effort to throw them on the ground than it did. Not butts. I. I bet there were a lot of butts. I don't recall seeing them. There was just empty packs. But I empty didn't see packs very many of cigarettes. Butts. Really? Like everywhere. There was yeah. a disproportionate amount of empty cigarette packs to butts. To butts. Yeah. Maybe he'd flick the butts the into the into the dumpster and then just throw the pack <laughs> yeah. on the ground. It was wild working there though. Like it's like pruning on that side. People were just like park park right there, like make eye contact with me while I'm in this sycamore. Like like they they're. Like and they're like taking their phones out, like oh really? <laughs> like eating burritos and taking yeah. pictures, and I'm like, yeah. Why would you park there? <laughs> what? And we're <laughs> not working on that yeah, side I'm at like, all, yeah. you know. So you were working on the sycamores that were just west of the of those parking spots. Yeah. So the client. I've, was I've on worked the on those trees. <laughs> I've worked on those trees before, okay. probably. You know, fifteen years ago, nice. Like w- me and Jeff Penny, so I because I was working with Jeff, I know it was you know within the first five six years of my career. Yeah, nice. But yeah, I remember that spot. And, and Andrew probably left some of those stump cuts for you there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you probably. Made the spiders. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they're really cool. I love sycamores. They're like as spicy yeah. as they are, especially this time of year. I oh. love like all of the weird animal faces and like. Oh just yeah, just branch angles and how they're, how easy they are. They're to, really cool trees. They're very friendly to climb too. Super fun climb. I, yeah. I had a I had a fun time with a sycamore, uh, two or three weeks ago. Uh, so this sycamore had wisteria growing up into it, which was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the word I would use to describe it too. So wisteria growing up into it, right? And it was it was it was bad. Like it was all the way up to the top of the tree. So I we weren't going to clear out the the entire thing cuz it was it's for the city so it's not it's just about safety. So we got all the big big stuff out of there which was a huge headache. It had branches that were growing out towards the house, so I cut those back so it wouldn't get any more wisteria growing into it. Dialed it in, looked pretty good. It was miserable cuz it was a sycamore and I was sucking down the, the pollen and the all of that the whole time. Uh get down out of the tree, everything's good to go. Week later, find out that they're removing it because of <laughs> <a> sidewalk conflict. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all, all of that misery, all of that suffering. And I thought this tree was going to live for fucking ever. And now it's gonna what a bummer. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. I love that story. Oh, yeah. oh, dude. Every tree Corey climbs, I start pointing out like, yeah, there's a little sidewalk damage here. Man. <laughs> I was in some sweet gums la- this week. and tried Yeah, there's, there's probably a good inch and a half. Um, an inch lift on the sidewalk. He's like, dude, you know what's happening to these sweet gums as soon as you get out? I'm putting an RFS <laughs> in the sidewalk room. Oh, man. Well, that sweet gum also had wisteria in it. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Full circle. Well, uh, not yet. It will be soon, yeah, though. Yeah, not now. <laughs> <laughs> the circle hasn't closed yet. Yeah. Adam and I were joking about how uh, sweet gums do so well over here. They're like, <laughs> they're all cute. 
Might rip up your sidewalk later. IDK. <laughs> 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 yeah. My Broco dominance. Um, <laughs> IDK. Yeah. Might fall might fall apart in a slight breeze. <laughs> Beautiful fall colors. Might I'll destroy your shit later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're they're great trees for your yard. <laughs> for the first thirty feet. <laughs> yeah. I like them. Yeah. No, they're pretty. They're pretty. I got a uh, a little update of a story. Last week we talked about uh, the saw over at Mr. Chainsaw. So if you're in Eugene or near us, uh, definitely two thumbs up to Mr. Chainsaw. I had my uh, Husky uh, 540i, and I I you know second time I turned it on, three hours into owning it, and it was shooting sparks out the side. And uh, pulled the battery, ran it outside because I, I was worried it was going to burn down the garage with how many. I mean, there was like sparks slash flames shooting six inches out the side of it. <laughs> and uh, brought it into him is like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on with this thing. A couple days later, call me up. Got another one for you. Come down. We're going to re- just give you a brand new one. Replace it. So nice. they done me right again. They've been. I've been working with them for years, 20-some 20, 20 years now, and uh, still doing it right. So uh, shout-out to Mr. Chainsaw. Did they find all the baked beans Corey and I poured into <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, they did. Well, it wasn't just but that, that wasn't an some, issue. I, so. Yeah, for some reason. Okay. <laughs> cool. Testament to Huskies. Yeah. Baked beans. Yeah. No, he said it was the first time <laughs> he saw anybody uh, pour baked beans into a saw and blow it up <laughs> like that. <laughs> Usually the baked beans help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. to all my other styles out. Yeah, <laughs> but had had to give them a shout out because there was no nice. no finagling, no even like bringing up their warranty. Just brought it in. They checked it out and called me back a day or two later, saying, "Yep, come get your new saw." Nice. So, That's great. Yeah, I was I was a little worried because it's been, you know, watching Corey wait the last six months to try to get one of those saws. I was, you know, I finally get one and it goes down and it's like, well, it's gonna be fucking six months until I get mm. a replacement saw if they even work with me. Corey, did you look at his bar and chain and see if? Uh, I mean, you're pretty sure that's what's going on. No, right? no, no. I I got a new one. Oh. I, I went and talked to. Um, the guys just sold me the saw, and they just they'd put the wrong. They were like, oh, put some beans on it. Yeah, put some beans on it. Rub some beans on there. Yep. Yeah, the chain was really big. Yeah, it was. So the one I got that they gave to me was a point three two five, which is the right um, pitch on it, but the gauge was point uh, oh five zero, and the uh, the gauge on this should be point oh four three, okay. which is a new. It's a whole new thing. So it didn't. It wasn't working correctly on the sprocket, and it wasn't like the the bar and the chain were matched up correctly, but it wasn't matched up correctly on the sprocket on Got the it. on the saw. So bit of an issue there. That's important. It is important. <laughs> it's the yeah. little things. It's the little things. But it's the uh, big things. It's the yeah, well, yeah. The bar and the chain. You know, those it, are it, big things. It, it is what does the cutting, and it's the reason you have the, the chainsaw. Corey's sense. holding. The Husqvarna, was it 541i? Uh, I think technically, it's like a T540i. It is the T540i, but Husqvarna. He's holding it on holding his lap like how Santa Claus yeah. would hold the child. And on it's right by our podcast table, and I kind of want to see how, how quickly will it get through this table. Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> 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 it's not my table. So. <laughs> not my table, not we my table. We could move those wires, yeah. or we could just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You can mark it if you want. <laughs> 
No, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I, I thought about it. Though. I did think about I it. I saw you thinking. This wow, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it happens rarely, but it does happen. Yeah, I mean, dude, you've got the 300 on here. Fuck this yeah, is, this is. That's nice. That is heavy. That's, that's some heavy shit. The right battery there. itself is heavy. Yeah, it's a bigger battery. It, it's yeah. the because I've got the 200 on mine, but holy shit, he's got stronger wrists than I have. So. Let you make whatever inference you will about that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sexual tension between you two is yeah. terrible. It's <laughs> killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know where to go from there. Anyone got anything else? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I can't top that. <laughs> yeah, neither can I. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we know. <laughs> we we were on a job site and someone pulled up. We we're in Springfield. Oh yeah. Someone pulled up, and this neighborhood was was wild. There was like a guy walking a goat. A guy walking a goat. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> kids on bikes. It reminded me of a neighborhood I grew up oh, in. Like, like bike gangs. Little five, kids on bikes everywhere. Five, like, oh, that's overweight awesome. Overweight ginger ten year old boys on bikes yeah. that were just like. Like expressionlessly watching us feed brush into the shit. It's like go karts, dirt bikes, like everything. They look <laughs> like clones. And then there, I want to the, move there. This sounds awesome. There was a slow children at play sign, and <laughs> <laughs> this was funny. Uh, some some guy in a big jacked up pickup comes ripping through the neighborhood with dirt bikes in the back and stuff. And uh, my coworker Sean was like. Slow children and fast dads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But that was the same place. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I guess some guy came up with like herbaries, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is what I was gonna tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and our coworker Mark is like, "Yep." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Y'all chopping some shit?" Or no, you guys chopping some shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so now we always are like you guys. Guys chopping some shit. Guys chopping some shit. And then it was like, cool, and he drove away. <laughs> <laughs> Arborists, huh? <laughs> it's funny how many people have been arborists. You know, working. I always run. Oh yeah, I used to be a tree oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that, and yeah. I'm sure you did, buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. I was an arborist. <laughs> I was that one, but I don't have my spikes. Yeah. yeah. I was I'm an arborist for a week. I got kicked off the crew. I used Actually, to be just, an arborist. <laughs> Like screaming over a running chipper with no PPE on. <laughs> You're like, no, you weren't. <laughs> I remember one of my first jobs um, uh, working for the city. It was actually helping build some of the Amex or EMX stuff running through town. And we were on 11th Street, um, kind of near uh, Garfield, I think, right near, like, right near that intersection. Mm-hmm. And we were chipping, and some guy comes walking out of the, the – um, alleyway and he just like very aggressively starts pointing to the chipper and he's like chipper me like can I help you like <laughs> with, with this <laughs> no PPE you know he's just he wanted to he, help he, he wanted to help. he really wanted to help should have hired that guy should have hired him on the spot but it wasn't going to happen he sounds qualified but <laughs> but there were no words exchanged between us it was just him aggressively pointing and I'm like no that's, that's no. going to be me in 30 years that's going to be you in 30 years <laughs> he was trying to get hired on with hand signals <laughs> he, was trying to get, he was trying to get yeah <laughs> sorry oh. this is a podcast that joke didn't work with me <laughs> motioning like that Han- Andrew is <laughs> aggressively ha- signaling with his hands right now 
for those of you at home. Trying to get hired on. Trying to get hired on. But yeah, that was the first uh, first and last interview that was nonverbal and exclusively with hand signals. It <laughs> <laughs> was pretty cool. Did he get it? No, he didn't. Oh. No. I remember. You may have missed out, dude. <laughs> Probably. When I was working in Ashland, um, driving the chip truck back to the lot, and there's this corner store in Ashland where a lot of like the you know punk rock, traveler, kid types, crusty kids hang out, you know? And uh, I, try, I drive, and there's a stoplight right there. And one of them yells at me. He's like, hey, man, is it true someone will pay you 10 bucks an hour to feed a chipper? I was like, yeah, someone will definitely pay you $10 <laughs> an hour to feed a chipper. You're see hired. <laughs> it's not me, but see, yeah. <laughs> someone will pay you $10 yeah. an hour. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Really, ten dollars? Yeah, ten bucks. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I've been getting a rip off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got an hour. You can help us clean up right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> oh, I've also had. Uh, God, I was in Medford at a grocery store right after work, and someone I just hear, "Hey, hey!" like aggressive yelling. <laughs> so I look, and the guy's yelling at me. <laughs> And he comes up to me walking really fast, really intense. I think there may have been, you know, drug use, at least in his past or maybe currently or whatever, but yelling at me very aggressively comes up to me and he's like, hey, uh, you do tree work? Uh, You guys hiring? (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) You're just screaming at me from across the grocery store. (laughs) It's amazing how many people just come up asking for a job yeah. for tree work. Like, what other profession do you have people just walk up to you like, hey, I used to do that. Can I get a job? Are you guys hiring? You yeah. should refer you know? them to one of the, like, 7,000 people that are looking for reliable. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone That's approached po- me like, hey, what's up, man? You do yeah. tree work? But this guy was yelling at me across this grocery store and then approaching me very intensely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He knew what he wanted and he was going to he was gonna get it. Yeah. yeah. Or he thought he was. He has yeah. leadership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might have been hiring. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> he could have been a new foreman for you guys. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Uh, pro tip one when trying to get on a crew, don't yell at the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't know, you guys I think we're getting pretty close to wrapping it up. And yeah. anybody cool. have anything else? Any final thoughts? I've used all my thoughts. Yeah. My final thoughts are just very similar to my beginning thoughts, which are like, if you think, if you think you know what you're doing, just because you've been doing it the whole time that you've been doing this, just like check yourself and look what, and see what other people are doing because maybe you're doing something one way that seems right to you, but it's like actually fucking stupid. <laughs> like keeping your care tool on the left side of your saddle. Maybe. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Thanks. Just like maybe there's an easier way like to do things. Yeah. Maybe maybe like the the way that you think you know how to do something isn't like the the smartest or most efficient or safest way. Yeah. So yeah. like so. my my double lanyard Exactly. For removal thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly evolve. Don't yeah. forget Const- yeah. that you have a community yeah. at your disposal and you know there are lower D's, there are upper D's. And there's two sides on your hips. Yeah. And a and bridge. <laughs> if you got any questions, reach out to us. Yeah. Treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. 
we we would love to answer any questions you got so shoot them our way and if we don't have an answer we will fake one 100 <laughs> percent. yeah Corey will well i'm great at that i i just yeah, like to say too. right or wrong we'll give you an answer well, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll be an answer we have yeah we didn't specify right answers yeah Good. yeah we will just get we will answer any question you are 10 steps ahead <laughs> wow. yeah i don't know about that um what I, I would just like to uh kind of go back to the slow is steady and steady is fast you don't need to rush anything uh just because you got a a low bid doesn't mean you got to push through it to and you know risk doing something stupid you know we've all done it sometimes it's backfired and just no need to do that so uh take your time do it right and i just yeah yeah. that's what to say yeah yeah. slow (laughs) is smooth smooth is fast yeah yeah either way it's the same thing. I think that's the quote, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> steady, I'm, I'm pre- steady I'm, sounds slow to me, right? Yeah. Well, like yeah. Smooth is like, smooth. smooth can be fast. But yeah. steady is fast, too, because you're steadily making progress. I don't know if you're at a steady pace, you're at a very slow pace. <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, but a, you're like a slow and like smooth. A, s- yeah. a snail is is. I just Googled steady. it, too. I put yeah, yeah. slow is, and it put smooth. Smooth yeah. is fast. I... I that's probably the right oh, thing. Wow. I've been slain, saying slow is steady and steady is fast so long that it, you know, yeah. is what it is. I've been I think to correct you for months. <laughs> and I've had <laughs> two beers and I'm like, Andrew, <laughs> I Googled it. It's <laughs> sandwich. Yeah, it's the sandwich thing all over again. Yeah. I'm so, sorry uh, I ruined your outro. No. Slow is steady and steady is fast. Smooth. Smooth. God, slow is smooth. Stay safe. <laughs> and... <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs>